Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Apparently, truckers are being offered up to €25,000 to smuggle in illegal migrants. Uh, this is the story in the uh, the Irish Daily Mail today. Cyril McGuinness is with me on the line. Cyril, because you're a truck driver, have you ever been offered money, Cyril, to facilitate illegal no, immigration? Uh, thanks, Andre, for having me on. No, I haven't. Um, we're, we're a small haulage company. We've been in business for 33 years. And I, I, I would be very vocal on, on things like that. Um, I, I think it's appalling. Um, there, there has been smuggling since her, the time of horses and carts. Mm. And most professional hauliers or all professional hauliers would have nothing to do with that, whether it's people or drugs or whatever. But there are people that will smuggle, you know. And when you think back... Of those 39 uh, Chinese people in Essex and how they lost their lives, uh, you know, anyone that does it, anyone that is definitely locked away and the key is thrown away. Have you, Cyril, have you ever, have you heard of this happening though? No, but we used to do an awful lot of continental work and we gave it up because of uh, of the migrant problem in, in the likes of Calais. Um, and, you know, we we were in the position where we, we'd be coming from the continent from Italy or Germany and our drivers couldn't sleep on the road because the, the curtains would be cut, fellas would jump in. Um, this was, you know, and the strange thing of it was that UK customs were in Calais and in the, the Belgian ports. And you would be inspected by the French police. You would be inspected by the uh, UK customs mm. in Calais. And then when you get off the boat in Dover, if somebody had cut a hole in your trailer and got in unannounced, um, because we, we would have our trailer sealed at all times, and you were fined €2,000 for, for each man, woman and child, you know. And so the driver couldn't sleep. It was unsafe. You know, we'd have to drive literally from the German border nonstop to the boat and get straight on the boat. And we gave up doing right. that. Work. For this reason. And, so and so while you UK, haven't been offered the, you know, money directly, Cyril, yourself or your drivers, but it, it is such a prevalent problem that this is why you actually give up the continental work. It is, yes, because it was unsafe. Like if, if, if you stopped on the side of the road and you found that you had a seal on the back of your trailer and you, you seen a cut in your cover and you, you, you broke the seal and, and checked your trailer. And if there was 10 foreign nationals in that trailer and you told them, listen, lads, get out, you were one man against 10 men. You know, it, like, hauliers have a job to do. Mm. It, 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 you know, and it, it's worse for perishables. Can you imagine what would happen with a load of meat or butter or cheese or yogurt if you opened the back door and found 10 people on top of, uh, of the product? The product would be brought to landfill. It wouldn't be fit for human consumption. consumption. Yeah. And that was the reason that we got yeah, away from that, that we had no, literally no backup from customs or police. Okay. Stay, stay on the line, Cyril. I've, I've Ger with us too, Ger Highland, um, who's the, the president of the Irish Road Haulage Association. Ger, how much of a concern is this um, truck drivers being offered up to the guts of 25,000 to take, you know, to smuggle immigrants? Yeah, of course it's a concern. 
there is wrong people in every profession. We don't have sight on too many of them, lucky enough. But what we are hearing is that there's drivers being threatened. If they pull in at a services, we have a checklist for them when they come back out. They have to check seals, they have to check under their trucks. Um, the migrants are coming into the top of the trucks, they're boring holes in the top of the trailers, they're strapping themselves to the undercarriage of the vehicles, they're actually strapping themselves to axles, and everybody has a part to play in this, and that's not least the police in these ports in Dover and Calais, across the rest of Europe. The migrants are a problem now in all these ports, and they're seen as a problem to the to the authorities there, they seem to want rid of them. If there's migrants got in the, in the port, they're brought back out to the city limits and they're just dumped back out again. They make their way back into the ports and they try again in two days' time or in a week's time or whatever. They all seem to want to get to the UK. Most of the migrants that has come into Ireland over the last number of years once they realise where they are, they just seem to disappear off the face of the earth. And it's the UK that they're targeting. So there was a Dublin agreement a long, long number of years ago. The last amendment told was in 2013, which meant that migrants arriving in Ireland could be sent back to their pint of entry into the EU. Okay. And these things really need to be worked on. And, but who's responsible for um, that? Like, I presume that's at an EU level, Ger, is it? It is at an EU level, yes. And is enough being yes, done? It is at an EU level. Well, sure, there's not enough no. being done. Well, sure, if no. Cyril is, is pulling is out of doing enough. continental work. He's not on his own in that one. He's certainly not on his own in that one. Yeah. We've had drivers followed up and down. Uh, motorways uh, with people in vans with maybe a family in the back of the van when they pull in they're threatening drivers they're um, trying to get these people onto trailers you've had people strap themselves to the top of the trucks and it really really is has become a major issue and there doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be enough being done in the ports uh, across Europe to to stop this. Okay. They seem to have numerous migrants and they just want rid of them. Um, Mick is with us as well, Ger, on the line. Mick, you're also a, a lorry driver. Do you do continental work, Mick? Uh, good afternoon, Andrea. No, I don't uh, personally. I've done it years ago, but I have to echo what the two guys are uh, saying there now. Um, look, the, the lorry drivers can only do so much um, at, at the ports and that. They can do all the checks. We do walk around check on unit and trailer every day like and every trailer you get there on you do a walk around check and it there's only so much you can do if you're packed up overnight you do your walk around check the next morning as well like but it's it's like the drivers getting threatened uh you know threatening themselves and threatening other families to don't take um refugees or something like that so what's your experience you, make of it well the, the only experience I have of it, Andrea, would be um, talking to other drivers. It didn't actually happen to me myself, so um, 
you know, listen to other drivers talking about it. You know, you're packed up and your cord is getting ripped. Uh, we had trailers tonight. I work for a small enough firm as well, McNally's, and uh, we could have 10, 15 lorries in, in the UK weekly and maybe 20 lorries on the continent. I'm constantly getting trailers back and the cord is shredded. Do you know what I mean? So the drivers are, are doing their best um, to, start, to, to stop checking trailers and that, like, but uh, there's really so much they can do. You know, yeah, but, but but I imagine though, Mick, though you know, as a haulage driver, you more like even just listening to Cyril there and and Jared talking about um, safety concerns. Like, you must have serious safety concerns when you're when you're doing that kind of work. Well, absolutely, as, as, as Cyril says, you're a driver on your own. Do you know what I mean? So, and you, you don't know how many people could be in the back of trailer. If you know, God forbid, you did catch people on the back of it, but you don't know what they're capable of either. But you don't know what the gangs that's important them are uh, uh, capable of doing either. You know what I mean? So you're literally on your own. The, the police and, and customs, and they won't help you in that respect. Are you aware, Mick, as well, as Jer said, of, of, of more haulage and, and, and truck drivers actually pulling out now of, of continental work because of this? Absolutely. The insurance and everything, it's just not worth it. I, I can understand why they consider pulling away from that sort of work. Um, Safety-wise, absolutely. There's two elements to this, really, Jerry. Because, like, the story today in the front of the Daily Mail is that um, drivers, haulage drivers, are actually being offered money to facilitate this. The other point, though, is that, as Cyril pointed out, like, if somebody straps themselves to the the axle of your lorry, and you know, or they manage to get inside the um, the you know the the truck or the container. You're fined. Is is that right? You know, you're fined for having them there. Yes, we're fined in the in the UK for having them there. Even if a driver realizes that he has clandestines on board, and he rings ahead to the border force and he tells them that he fears that he has illegal immigrants on his vehicle, he's fined, and the truck company's fined, and the truck company is in risk of losing the vehicle. So there's certainly no incentive there to report if you know the, if you feel that you have illegal immigrants on board. Truck dri- yeah, truck drivers haven't a chance, says this texter. It's the ports that need to increase the security and protect the drivers. I've actually stopped driving to Europe because of this, says this listener. Every time you go to Calais, you're offered money. Says, uh, says this text, or obviously somebody working in haulage. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Independent TD for Wexford, Verona Murphy, is, is on the line as well. Verona, how do the EU authorities manage the ports better and have those better protections that have been mentioned? Well, I think the reality is they obfuscate their responsibility at, of security back down the chain to the drivers and the whole onus is put on the driver. And I'd like to say hello to Mick, Jar and Cyril. And I think Mick is correct. There is very little that the driver can do. These, these traffickers who are not hauliers, if they are hauliers, they're posing as hauliers when their real business is trafficking. Ireland's a small country and we, we identify readily who our hauliers are. But I think the reality is when 
you have traffickers who are very, very expert in what they're doing and you have asylum seekers who are quite desperate in that they mm-hmm. want, they will and are willing to get into the back of a trailer and often it's not curtain siders and not breathable um, equipment. You're talking about fridges and this is where they do huge damage cutting holes in, the, in one thing or another but the desperation is what drives them and I think there's no driver equipped to deal with multiples of human beings and, and in desperate situations. But that's where the authorities have left it. The whole onus is left with the haulier to set out a system whereby there are vehicle checks to provide locks and and other devices that prevent the trailers from being opened. We know, and Ger will verify this in the IRHA, that much of those systems are actually cloned or the keys of certain locks would have been cloned and passed out um, for money. So I'm not aware of any driver being offered money. That's not to say it's not happening. Mm. I'm just not aware of it. No no driver has come to me and no haulier has reported that to me. But I imagine what what, what we are hearing, Verona, here from, from talking to people today ourselves and messages we're getting in here is that, you know, anybody who even has been offered um, money to smuggle, you know, um, to, to facilitate this sort of illegal immigration, even if they didn't take the money, they don't want to talk about it because they, they, well, don't, want to, well, they don't want to admit they've been offered it. I presume you probably well, have to report it. Well, again, I think my bigger concern is that 65% of asylum seekers don't come through our ports or airports, which means that they're coming over. They can only get here one way. We are an island. They have to come. Uh, they're, they're not being checked at the ports in Northern Ireland. They're coming through the land border, if that's the case. We don't know what the breakdown of the 35% is. But I would say gen- generally since the incident of Brexit, we have a very small percentage of this happening. Um, and those when it does happen and it's reported, it's very high profile because of the danger to life aspect. So I think we need to look at how we do things. We need to look at how we engage with the authorities in other countries. We very much have to put the onus back on those authorities and the governments rather than those who are the driving fraternity. I mean, we have a huge scarcity of drivers Mm -hmm. and this is one of the main causes. Well, as you heard Cyril mention, sure, Cyril, you gave up this kind of work because of it. You know of others who who have as well and sure Mick told us a few moments ago that he too knows of drivers and haulage companies who've just stopped this kind of work. Would you go back to it, Cyril? You know, if there were better protections in place. Yeah, but it, it's not worth doing. It's not worth risking our staff for, for to do that. And I would point out, as I said at the very beginning, it, the problem is the UK and the French authorities in the places like Calais, where they don't inspect the vehicle properly. If you go into the Hook of Holland or Rotterdam, I'll be told to open up my court insider. And they will inspect the trailer from top to bottom. So you do not have a problem there because it's, the port has military-grade wire all the way around it. There's no migrants outside the gate because they know they're not going to, as soon as that trailer is open up, they're going to be found and they're going to be locked up. Whereas what happens in France is they'll catch them, they walk them out to the gate and leave them right outside the gate. And so where are they going to go? They're at a port, they're waiting on another trailer. And it's the authorities. As I said at the beginning, we are not police. We are not customs. Mm. We're not equipped for that. The police in France are armed. 
you know, customs in the UK are armed as well. They are fit to tackle these guys. We're not fit to tackle them. And the problem is in the French and Belgian ports. But when you go to Holland, you don't have that problem because there's military there, there's police there. If somebody is found in your trailer, they're going to prison. Okay. They're not going to so, get out the gate. So, 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 yeah, so, so enforcement. Yeah. So, we sh- need so enforcement. should we have that, Verona, then? Like, should we have more That's checks by the state even here as well? Well, I think the problem we have here is when the asylum seeker lands here, it's too late, and God forbid that, you know, they would be they die en route. I think the reality is that the onus is on government. They have negated their responsibilities and they have got to engage with the authorities in every country, be it the Department of Justice, which it becomes a justice problem when we have an asylum application. It should be foreign affairs negotiating how we prevent this from happening. I mean, just think about this logically. The whole cost of this falls to the Irish people, the exchequer and the authorities when we have an asylum application. Why would the French bother preventing asylum seekers from leaving France? It's not particularly advantageous. And we have got to make a stronger case. Like if 65% of them are not, of asylum seekers are not coming through our ports or airports, we have a bigger problem okay. and we need to discuss it so and we need to look at it. Pl- plenty of people getting in touch about this today. This texter says, could they not set up cameras? Could they not be set up on trucks so that even if there is um, people trying to get on to the lorries, you can see it's not the driver's fault. Another listener, there's no point providing locks. I had the hinges cut off the back of my truck when I was actually asleep. So how do you protect yourself against this? And another listener makes the point that the HGV drivers are so badly treated, I don't blame them for taking the money. I haven't been offered money myself, but I do know of many people who have, says this haulage driver. Keep them coming into us. 087-1400-106 is the number. Cyril and Ger Highland, uh, Verona Murphy TD as well, and Mick, thanks a million for, for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.